Hi, and welcome to Healing Quest, your healthy lifestyle show. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. Our focus here on Healing Quest is a healthy lifestyle. And that for us means things like integrative health, energy medicine, and all of the new and natural options to help us achieve optimum well-being. Well, thanks for joining us. We hope you've had a good and very safe week. And we hope you're managing to keep your immune system stronger than ever these days. Nutrition is a key component of optimum health, and during the current pandemic, it is probably more important than ever. And that's why we were impressed a few days ago by an ebook that's just been released, which talks about the concept of fire starters in our body that can generate inflammation in us. These fire starters are more dangerous than ever right now because, among other things, they feed the COVID-19 coronavirus. And here's how the author put it. During a time when many of us are sheltering in place, we must understand that what we eat can act as powerful fuel for pathogens. The staples of the American diet, such as chicken, peanut butter, corn chips, and soda, including the sugar-free varieties, are fire starters within the body that can fuel the pathogens of viruses, bacteria, and fungi. The author of that observation is Terry Cochran, an integrated practitioner and the creator of a nutritional program that she calls the Wildatarian Diet, Living as Nature Intended. And in addition to nutritional knowledge, Terry also has significant expertise on the topic of viruses, such as the one that causes COVID-19. So we've asked Terry to join us via Zoom to get her perspective on what we need to do and what we need to look out for to keep our bodies and especially our immune system as strong and resilient as possible. Terry, welcome to Healing Quest. Thank you. So great to be with your audience. It's, it's good to have you with us. So the, the quote that uh, we just cited is from your new book entitled The, the uh, Novel Seasons Balance and Alignment Recommendations. And one thing that immediately sort of jumped out for both of us was the fact that we need to be careful of some of the staples that we might have around the house that have become, you know, comfortable habits for snacks and things like corn chips and peanut butter and diet drinks. So those are the things that you think we really need to be avoiding. Are there other things? Well, I really bucket them into three major categories. One is mycotoxins. What is a mycotoxin? It is a fungal metabolite, which is found on corn and peanut butter and peas. Why is that such a problem? Well, this um, COVID-19 virus has, has a biofilm layer. A biofilm layer is a lipid layer, which makes it very uh, difficult to uh, penetrate that virus. It's a, it's a protective shield. And foods such as corn and peanut butter help create biofilm because the, the mycotoxins and the aflatoxins, these big fungal metabolites, fire start a mechanism in our body for the production of biofilm. And so we don't want to create a feeder system, for example, through corn or peanut butter to this virus that contains biofilm. When you say corn and, and peanut butter, I understand that. You, are you, but are you talking about corn and peanut butter that is industrial raised and even if it's organic or even if we're growing it in our backyard, if we're growing corn in our backyard, does it still apply? So great question. So 98, over 90% of the corn grown in the United States is genetically modified. And that in and of itself makes corn not corn. And so the whole wildatarian uh, philosophy uh, around eating as and living as nature intended seeks to look to foods in their original state. And so if you look at the history of corn, corn used to have a much higher protein source than it does now. The indigenous corn, the blue corn, 
but we've taken corn from its original state and tried to make it super corn to be resistant to the pestilence, if you will, the, the, the pests. And in doing so, it's become not food at all. Corn is not only um, contains mycotoxins, which have, you know, again, these fungal metabolites, but because the protein component of corn is much lower than it used to be, it's nothing more than a sugar now. And we know that the body, when it is uh, sugar dysregulated, will also feed pathogens and this virus likes sugar. So corn has a double pronged, uh, no good for us um, mechanism, both from the mycotoxic, which creates the biofilm and the sugar dysregulation mechanism. Well, thank you. So I guess the corn that we're growing in the backyard, <laughs> even from seeds, still isn't good for us. Yeah, I would say if you're going to grow corn, look to those seeds that are those heirloom seeds. Mm-hmm. If you can find heirloom corn, then yes, it has a different biochemistry than uh, what we see grown in our fields. Okay, great. Thank you. So um, your book has very specific recommendations about what to eat and, and what to avoid. And one of those recommendations that also kind of like jumped right out at us was chicken. You say to avoid it entirely, even organic chicken. And you call it the dirty bird. And that, why? <laughs> yes, I coined chicken the dirty bird. Well, through the study uh, that we have uh, undertaken, uh, looking at other clinical studies that are out there, and then through the efficacy and the clinical results from our practice, we have found that one of the big drivers of fueling pathogens, in particular viruses, are something called amyloids. And amyloids are being uh, talked about in the press as related to the beta amyloids of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and that which attaches on our brain. But what we know is amyloids, and this is part of the wildatarian approach, we have been able to link amyloids to contributing to 50 major conditions in our country, uh, not only Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, but also type one diabetes, kidney disease, autoimmunity of all kinds. It, It fire starts viruses because the amyloids feed the viral load. And what we found is in clinical studies out of Cambridge and Japan is that chicken actually contains amyloids in their tissue. And I I should more specifically say that chicken is the bird we dirtied um, because chicken in its original state didn't contain these amyloid fibrils, but the studies show that when chickens are crowded, they actually produce amyloid fibrils in their tissue, which are then ingested by us and they're undestroyed by cooking processes. And so then those amyloids reach a tipping point in our body, these indigestible protein that then also create a feeder system to viral loads. But if the, if the chickens are, uh, let's say, cage-free and pasture-raised... So this is really, really interesting question, Roy. So the definition of cage-free and pasture-raised could be that they would be cage-free for five minutes on, on a parking lot and they would put back in. Uh, and pasture-raised, again, the, the definition has really been diluted. And so unless you really understand your chickens, and also because DNA is transferred, and these chickens have such a short life spot cycle, they're transferring DNA over and over. And so the fact that um, a, that chicken, that you know, people are buying these baby chicks, the baby chicks are out of stock right now, but let's find out where those baby chicks came from, right? And I would say if you have an heirloom bird, again, back to as nature intended. If you have an heirloom chicken, go for it. <laughs> but if you're having a chicken that is, you know, air quote, pasture raised, um, you know, 
cage-free, let's find out who that farmer is. And that's why I really, I really seek to go to farmer's markets when we ever get out back into uh, not having social distancing, because you get to know that provider and you get to have conversations with them and they're honest and they're going to tell you, okay, I raise my chickens like this. There's a wonderful woman in Nelson County, Virginia called a mama hen. And she actually raised her chickens very, um, with a very compassionate approach. She would hug every chicken before it went to slaughter. Those chickens were loved throughout that life cycle. And she was imparting love into that chicken. And so, you know, those would be a chicken that I'd be okay with. But chickens that we see in the grocery store, even if they have certain labeling, we just have to really be a better investigator around that. If you're just joining us, I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest, and we're speaking with best-selling author Terry Cochran about foods that we might want to avoid in this pandemic and foods that she recommends we eat, especially now. So what should we be eating? Well, we should be eating foods that impart anti-inflammatory properties. We should be eating foods that give us bioflavonoids that are high in quercetin because quercetin has been deemed to be uh, a helper of zinc. And zinc is, uh, they're recognizing that this virus is a messenger RNA virus replicating by messenger RNA. And if we can get zinc into our cells, zinc may be stopping its replication. And so we need helpers to zinc. And so what is a big helper? Quercetin. What is another big helper? vitamin C. And so where can we find vitamin C? Well, of course, you know, we see it in orange juice and, and things like that. But again, if, you, if you're drinking a ton of orange juice, it has a boatload of sugar. So what I would say instead is eat the whole orange, which has the fiber, which is going to slow that conversion uh, to sugar in your body. We can have grapefruit, but other fruits such as strawberries and um, peppers, bell peppers contain high levels of vitamin C. Those that contain bioflavonoids and uh, quercetin are apples, um, also some garlic. Um, so those foods are important for us to avail ourselves of. This virus attacks the lungs. So what do we want to do? We want to help create increased oxygenation. How do we do that? Green, green, green. The richer the green, the more non-hemi iron, which then enriches oxygenation. So I start every morning with a cucumber cilantro juice. Why is that? Um, it's green uh, and it's a powerful detoxifier. So why do I choose cucumber? Because it's very high in silica. Why is silica so important? Because it helps mucous membrane function. And then cilantro is not only green and it's rich in chlorophyll, which helps us oxygenate, but it's a great liver detoxifier. So we want our systems to work more efficiently. So if we have to fight something, it's not fighting trying to detoxify a Pop-Tart or that peanut butter or that chicken. So really those foods that are anti-inflammatory, they're high in bioflavonoids that impart rich uh, chlorophyll that therefore support oxygenation are the way to go. And then of course, wild game, uh, which is my game, there are amino acids that we need for sugar handling and they, they have a full spectrum amino acid. And uh, bison has been shown to be higher in zinc and iron than beef, lower in um, the omega-6, which is a, an inflammatory uh, omega, um, omega fatty acid and much richer in omega-3, which is what we want. Omega-3s are anti-inflammatory fatty acids. And those fatty acids also support the epithelial lining of our lungs. Terry, we're out of time. I, we could talk to you for uh, 
hours. Uh, <laughs> I predict we might actually <laughs> have you back to go over some of this. Uh, tell tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you and find out more about your work. Yes. So my website, uh, terrycochran.com, T-E-R-I-C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E.com. We believe we're educators first and foremost. Uh, you, we have a tremendous amount of free information on that website. My wild vegetarian uh, diet, living as nature intended, can be found on Amazon. My supplements are found through my website. And also we see people from all over the world with the most complex health conditions. So we do, uh, virtual, um, we do virtual visits. And when COVID is over, we also see people in my practice in the Metro DC area. Thanks so much for taking the time to spend a little time with us today. Uh, we, I know you're super busy. Uh, so thank you so much and, and stay healthy, stay well. And thanks for the great work you're doing. Of course. Thank you. You as well. Thanks, Terry. We've been speaking with author and integrative practitioner Terry Cochran about her perspective on foods that she calls fire starters in our body that can generate inflammation in us and feed dangerous pathogens like the COVID-19 coronavirus. You can find out more about Terry's work, including her nutritional program called The Wildatarian Diet at www.terrycochran.com. And that's T-E-R-I-C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E.com. Up next, we're going to find out what kind of planetary energy is in store for us in the new month of May. And later, we'll get some expert advice on how to keep our immune system strong so it can keep us healthy. And Judy's self-care segment is going to explore how we create our own reality. And don't forget, podcasts of this and other Healing Quest shows are available at our website, HealingQuest.tv. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Healing Quest. I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest on iHeartRadio. Healing Quest is brought to you in part by Clearlight Infrared. They're the makers of jacuzzi saunas whose infrared healing technology penetrates deep to increase blood flow, reduce stress, and detox naturally. Jacuzzi saunas' radiant heat boosts the immune system, removes impurities, supports weight loss, and relieves muscle pain. You can learn more about jacuzzi saunas at infraredsaunas.com. That's infraredsaunas.com or by calling Clearlight at 1-800-798-1779. That's 1-800-798-1779.